You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I'm always your humble host, Mr. J. Ryan Chaste. So this is a little different episode for me, um, and that is we really delve into some opinions. And I have to give a warning at the beginning of this episode, and that is our opinions do not reflect the opinions of our sponsors um, or anything like that. These are our personal opinions. Um, I invited a couple of my really good friends for this episode to sit down. Uh, Jade Rains, Jade Garden, and Skylar BB. Two of those have a lot of experience in endurance, and that is why I wanted them on the show, um, because we dive into the gentleman who is riding from Austin to Seattle, and we give our, again, personal opinions. These opinions, again, do not reflect on any of the show sponsors, anybody that we work with, nothing like that, folks. Um, So set back, hang on, this episode goes completely off the rails, and it is heavily edited. Without further ado, here's me, Jade Rains, Jade Garden, and Skylar Beebe. I just I don't understand your fascination with the hate toward alligators. There's not a lot that scares me, but those those are the one of the things. Swamp puppies, man. We just don't it's like you know you know how rare it is to die from an alligator. I don't care. Like, you know how listen, Florida has Florida man, and even he don't die from them. Do do you know how horrific it would be? You, seriously though, you have a better opportunity in Florida to have your face gnawed off by another human being than you are to be eaten by an alligator. Totally yeah. true. I can vouch for that. Yeah, so. I have the same water as eighteen foot crocodile. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but uh, crocodiles are totally different thing. Like they're not swamp puppies. So they're not swamp freaking not. pit, my guy. No, no, no. They're, they're like they're like sharks with legs. Like you just don't play with that. <laughs> <laughs> my formal education is in zoology, you know, and, and I worked in that field for a while. I did not know this. Yes, yes. And most of it was with crocodilian snakes, stuff like that. I did work with some other stuff. Very few animals scare me, but the one that does is freaking chimpanzees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yep. they yep. will rip, they they won't just hurt you; they'll rip shit off. Yeah, without even thinking about it. Primates uh, terrify me. I don't know. 
so somebody's tuning in right now to the like the cold opening of this podcast and they're like what did what am i listening to <laughs> welcome back to another episode of behind the chimpanzee's eyes i'm always your, <laughs> I'm your humble host mr j ryan Chastain. and you can do what where satan lives and you can see him yeah, that's right <laughs> we're, we're all fans of the band ghosts so it's okay <laughs> the uh so but on a real note welcome back to another episode of behind the horse's eyes i am always your humble host mr j ryan chastain to my left mr jade rains out of louisville fancy like Applebee. aren't you in louisville no I'm i thought you were, you're outside of lex oh that's better yeah. god it's way better the <laughs> i'm sorry somebody's out there going what i was a fan of his uh and then I have got the uh, the lovely, lovely, lovely Skylar Beebe. Uh, Skylar's been on before uh, the Express Buffalo episode, where apparently humans have found that become so bored that hey, let's just chase buffalo around an island. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's about right. And uh, Mustang Garden, aka Jade Garden. That would be me. That would be you. So if you noticed, there's two folks here that have a background in endurance. And I wonder why. Why would I have two people on at this time right now with a background of endurance? Oh, I wonder. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of funny that I'd have two people on with a background in endurance. Skylar doing the um, Pony Express every year which by the way i would love to do like in my heart of hearts i would love to do my mind is going no like the the way you are scared of alligators is the way i'm scared of the desert at night nah you'd be all right take and, care then, of and then jade jade yeah. garden not jade rains has a background um and <laughs> um in endurance Yes, I was, I specifically trained Arabs for endurance for six years under someone who bred Arabs here in Florida. That's a big puppy. Was that, was that a swamp puppy? With the, the one out here, the guard dog? Yeah. She is a uh, pure uh, Newfoundland mix and she does not like my Sharpay dog in here. Uh, so I have questions. How how is it a pure something mix? No, pure, <laughs> Great Pyrenees, pure P Y R. Oh, Great Pyrenees. Okay, okay. Sorry, okay. the vet tech in me. I just everything's abbreviated. Oh, I was like, she's a great something mix and a purebred. I'm like, what? Yeah, uh, a Great Pyrenees livestock guardian dog mixed with a Newfoundland. Yeah, the big white the big white floofs that you see around yeah. goats. Yeah. I'm I'm actually gonna mute my mic so I can let these dogs out. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Okay, I'll flag it so I can edit it. So, I think most people though have seen that there is a guy. And first of all, I'm gonna throw this out there. If you are expecting me to make any more videos on TikTok, any more videos on YouTube, or make another podcast about this, ain't gonna happen. This is the only shot. This is the only clout homie's getting from me. All right. So here we go. There's a gentleman. He is riding from Austin, Texas to Seattle, Washington on a Craigslist horse that he's had for a month. 
Hmm. Nope, nope, no plan. Nope, there's no plan. There's no plan here. Um, has not figured out. Well, initially had initially the plan was this. Skylar, have you heard about this? I I hadn't until earlier today. Okay, so initially what the plan was was to cover twenty five miles a day for a hundred days straight. They look on your face says everything. On on That's one horse. On one horse. One horse, this Tennessee Walker that he paid three thousand dollars for on Craigslist. He only had a month. With this, we're talking that stretch of distance on one horse mm-hmm. that had for like a month and has mm-hmm. not had any sort nope, of nope, no con- nope, no training, no conditioning. No conditioning. Okay. Yep. And he's only taking what he can carry on himself and the horse. No pack horse. Um, okay. That that was the initial plan. Now I'm going to update what's going on currently. All right. So please, please. the route in which Homie is taking is from Austin to New Mexico, then north into Colorado, Wyoming, across the northern part of Idaho, then in Washington State. He's going to cover 25 miles on some of that terrain a day. Mm, not on unconditioned horse. Not on any horse. That's mountains. Yeah. You, you can still do it, but your horse better be real conditioned. The man well, rolled up in skinny jeans but, and slides. Okay, let's let's look at it this way. The Pony Express picked the route that they picked because it's the flattest route they could get all the way across to yeah. California. How many? What was the distance between stops? Uh, it was usually between twenty-five and seventy-five miles. So that horse would run that once, and then what? Rest a few days. Yeah, they would. They they would each station. They would take the horse, swap out to a new horse, and keep going. Ah, so they didn't do it like the. You mean you can't take a horse and do that like just straight on? Not Hidalgo style. Oh, it was it was multiple horses throughout each rider's uh jurisdiction there all right so the initial plan was that was the route he was taking and he was going to do 25 miles a day for 100 days straight and then he was going to get there he was going to rest a week and then turn around and come back oh he's doing round trip that's what it that's what the that, that's what it's eluding to now that i could be wrong there but that's what the, what out of his own mouth was he was going to do the 25 miles 100 days straight and then when he got to Seattle, he was going to rest a week and then come back. So can we do can we do like initial thoughts on this? Do initial if, thoughts, and then I'm going to update what's going on. By the because my initial thought process here is he's going to kill that horse. Duh. Yes. Like that. That's that's where I'm sitting. I'm feeling like if he tries to do that on that kind of a schedule on a horse that's non-conditioned, non-trained for endurance, that horse is not going to make it. Even even a even a conditioned horse isn't going to necessarily make something like that nonstop. Now, can I tell you what I think is going on here? Oh, actually, no. Let me stop. Jade, give your initial thoughts on that, and then we'll go to the other Jade. Well, Which Jade's first. My initial thoughts on that are, I mean... Clearly, he has zero long distance experience and questionable 
horse experience if he thinks this is even remotely possible. I got to add um, one thing, one thing to go with your initial thoughts. There is a video of him with a junior cow horse bit in that horse's mouth upside backwards. down, been backwards. Yeah. Actually, Jade says the other Jade thinks it's twisted in the horse's mouth because one angle shows the bottom shank up and the other side shows the bottom shank down. That's even worse. Well, to, to put it into perspective, so we have something called the Florida Cracker Trail here, and it is a like beginner's intro to like long riding. It's a week long trip. It's 115, 125 miles across the widest part of the state of Florida. And there are a lot of people who take their trail horses that they ride every weekend. So like four times a month um, on these rides and think that they're conditioned enough to ride 15 to 23 miles a day. Um, and I will tell you every year they go through eight to 10 bags of IV fluids. I run out there all the time because horses have stocked up and fallen over and seized up and had to be hauled off to an emergency vet because people think, oh, well, you know, I go on an eight mile trail ride a couple times a month. That, that's enough. I can go ride like a hundred miles in a week. It's, it's broken up over days. It's fine. It's not, that's not how it works. They, they find out what sparkle farts is made of and it's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me give it up. So that was his initial plan. He left uh, a few days ago on this whole thing. Uh, on an initial statement there, but what's that? Oh, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. Jade. I'm sorry. Other Jane. Oh, but personally, since I started watching this, my gut is telling me that that horse is going to be spending a whole lot more time in a trailer than it is actually in on a trail somewhere. You know, he he's he, he's promoting it to to no end. But I seriously think that that horse is going to be getting hauled a whole lot more than he's going to be willing to admit that it's going to be. That's my thoughts. I, I hope that. I'm right. Um, I do. I mean, that, that's just me. And and adding to the to the bit thing, uh, and, and honestly, I'm pretty glad that he hasn't figured it out yet with the way he had that thing twisted around that horse's mouth. But he didn't even have a curb strap on the bit. You know, and Jinger cow horse bits, that's that's what I ride the majority of my horses in most of the time. You know, I, I, I love that bit. And uh, it's it's been I, I couldn't help but laugh whenever I saw it twisted around there to the side and 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 in its mouth and everything else. But I I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it for the horse. And and everybody's hating on the horse or, you know, hating on the fact that the guy's doing this to the horse. I hate it because there's if if he's actually going to to go through with this, he's going to get himself hurt or yeah. killed. Well, here are my my initial thoughts when I first saw all of this was I was like, this guy's as lost as last year's Easter eggs. Like, what what is he thinking? Like, that was my initial thoughts, and then it sunk in like the whole way he's building everything up, alas, a clout thing. This is all this is like the whole story of granddad had an adventure. My dad had an adventure and now I'm going to have an adventure and this is what I'm going to do for my adventure. Right. And then it, to me, like my initial reactions is the one thing that's going to suffer the most through all this is going to be this pony. 
But this pony is not going to suffer for 100 days. And here's why I don't think this pony is going to suffer for 100 days. He's not going to make it. And I don't think he has any intention of making it. And the reason he has no intention of making it is he's going to have it's all about the uh it's all about the uh you know the you know the fanfare and the heartstrings and the emotion. And there's going to be an event, either real or fabricated or just exaggerated, that's going to end it all here probably in about a week. And I can't continue, and there's going to be tears and you know, I have to try again, but, you know, either the horse is going to be lame or he's going to be hurt or, you know, uh, I don't know, some some state is going to stop him at the border and go, uh, hey, how about a Coggins? And, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to continue. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, some kind of hiccup and he's not going to go on. And then all the all the teenage girls that are following him, I mean, not not not. Not throwing anybody under the bus, but there's grown-ass women acting like 14-year-old girls in this so, whole thing. And, and you know, uh, and I'm just like, this this poor horse. Now, do I think the world is ending? Because, no. Because this isn't going to happen, folks. And if it does, holy hell, then then this little Tennessee Walker whatever its name is, needs to be in whatever Hall of Fame Tennessee Walkers go in, right, that, if they make it. Like, I don't want this guy to get hurt. There's a part of me that Loki wants to see this whole thing succeed, but not under the parameters he set because the parameters he set's moronic. You know I what i like to see from this whole situation? Um, which I, you know, this is idealistic, and I don't expect it to happen, but... I would love to see uh, him learn how difficult it really is to do something like this and expose like how ridiculous of an idea it was for him to think that and how he has mad respect for people that do Listen, it now. If that happens, I will be this guy's biggest fan. Me too. Me I, too. I will, I will be this guy's biggest fan. He can come down here and I'll train him and I'll tell him how to do it. I'll teach him. Well. So it's been a couple of days. So here's the the update so far. It's been a couple of days. Now, he, his whole plan, I think, and a lot of people that do this type, like there's been people that's done this with one horse before, but they didn't do it in 100 days. Like that was never their plan. It was, okay, I know I can go here, and we've got food and water here, so we're going to stay here and have a camp, and we're going to rest up a few days. It was like with Unbranded, like they, you know, they had strings of ponies, and they still had ponies get hurt and die. Mm-hmm. And they took very good care of those horses. Oh yeah, you know, like one literally died on a picket line. You know, I mean that's just how strenuous this shit is. Sure. But, uh, just down the way from my house. Yeah. So, you know, the 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 update is what you know what he's found out is that yeah I got to stop him after a couple of days he's had to stop at a ranch and rest up for a couple of days and then he's like yeah so we had to go get food for the horse. And now we said, yeah, we got to put some weight on the horse. Now, well, first of all, this is not going to happen in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, he, he's finding out Sparkle Farts is a little on the thinner side. you know. And I was talking to a good friend of mine today. And, in fact, a guy, and I, I will say him by name, a guy that I, I admire greatly, uh, Teddy Frankie. And Teddy's a little different me. You know, Teddy's like, listen, if the guy is for real, I want to see him succeed. You know what I mean? If the 
you know, if it's just for clout, then, you know, maybe it can shine a positive light and everything as he learns. Like, I want him to learn. Just, just like you were saying, Jay, and I'm I'm on that. If, all of a sudden, if he just has, makes a video and he goes, guys, you have no idea. I have no idea what I've just done. You have no idea what I just bit off. Holy yeah. hell. Like, I'm like, guess what, dude? Shoot me a message. I'll yeah. hook you up with the right people right now. You know what I mean? Make mistake and own, own up to it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, if cowboying was easy, everybody would do it. Yep, and this is this is some this is some serious shit, you know. But so the latest update is he can barely walk, not the horse him, which yeah. I knew was coming. And oh, I'm gonna yeah. be on, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been yeah. I've been in and out of the saddle twenty years, right? Now I'm an arena monkey. I don't I don't do this distant shit. <laughs> no, you know. Um, and I'm gonna tell you, you know, if I put in a you know ten hours or something like that in the saddle, I'm I'm sore. You know. Yeah. I'm sore. At 40, I'm sore. What? Poor little fella. You, you, <laughs> you hush. If you, weren't, if you weren't so pretty, I'd smack you. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was younger and before I knew what I do now as far as riding and training, you know, you're, you're talking a 25-mile ride on an unconditioned horse. You know, we used to take, you know, and and it, we we messed with we had gated horses, you know. We we used to take those young green horses on a ten mile ride, twelve mile ride to punish, you know, or to ride the green out of them. You know, we we did it with the intent of making that horse miserable. I don't do that now, you know. I, I know that there's there's different methods, you know, but but it's the it's the same thing, whether he's doing it intentionally or, you know, he doesn't realize what he's going to put that horse through. What One of the things that bothers me, and I'll, I'll go around with you guys because we're going to treat this like a roundtable. One of the things that concerns me is, is this guy competent enough in his abilities that he can spot – the onset of things like lameness. Um, he couldn't spot an upside down bit in the horse's mouth. Well, I know. And I'm trying to give him the benefit. I, like, listen, if you notice, I made a video on TikTok. And I didn't really rip the guy, per se. Now, I wasn't very nice, but I didn't really rip him. You know? And I don't want to rip him. Because at the end of the day, those of us that make content are all looking for clout. It's just... I'm not going to do it to my horse. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that to Potato Mare. And the horse that he's got, in my opinion, I don't know, is, is really almost the equivalent of Potato Mare. I mean, at the end of the day, Potato Mare is as conditioned as that horse is for this. Potato Mare would die on the Cracker Trail. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. Like, we just pick a spot about, I don't know, 14 miles from the start line of the Cracker Trail and go ahead and dig a horse-sized hole because by the time she gets there, she'll crawl herself in it and try to cover herself up. We might dig six. <laughs> we'll need Yeah. I mean, you know, potato, poor potato mare. She, you know, she she turns 20 this year. And, uh, you know, she's rounder than she is tall, but that's what happens when whatever the hell that Morgan bred with, it just, just you know, it was like you wanted to lose weight, and you're like, you literally are on a forage diet and you're not losing weight. What the yeah. hell? 
my that's my that's my Mustang gelding, uh, who I want to use for endurance, but like, and I actually got him tested for metabolic stuff because I was worried. He's down to like I switched him to a lower feed rate ration balancer because like two pounds was too much. So now he's on one pound of ration balancer, um, a hoof supplement, and one flake of hay. He is on 40 acres, but like he's he's a potato and yeah. great. Yeah, he's not being ridden every day. But listen, my my mare is on a gulag diet, and she's still shiny and fat. I'm like, what is? Are you broken? Uh, so, all right. So, like I was saying, like, does any of you think this guy would be capable of being able to spot something like you know, a horse? You know, the early onset of lameness. You know, I did find out something from somebody the other day. He had to stop at a store when they went out to get some feed and stuff for the horse because like i said he found out they just couldn't forage their way on this trip that the horse needed to eat uh actual things that are nutritious for horse not just roadside grasses um yeah yeah it don't work (laughs) anyway um of all the shit that he packed uh you know like literally if you see how much shit he's got crammed on this horse he didn't even pack a hoof pick, so he had to go buy one. To me, it sounds like a lot of poor planning. Um, I am not going to necessarily say one way or the other on his ability to be able to see um, anything going wrong, uh, just because I don't know enough about him personally. I don't know enough. I, really? I don't either. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his ability is. I can only go at face value. You know what I mean? Which yeah, could just be but, a bunch of just, we're reading too far into things. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, things well, like, I, you know, taking cute videos with the bit upside down. Yeah. Well, it's stuff like that from, again, from face value that makes you want to say no. Um, it, it seems like he doesn't have that much if really any with the horses and it, it just doesn't, he's very clearly not a expert in the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And, I don't think you have to be an expert, right? You just need to be competent. You need to be competent and you need to actually be able to plan stuff out. Yeah. There's There's no, there's no like unbranded took two years to plan before they started filming. Yeah, they found those horses, what, like, a, they, they planned, like, two years in advance, and then they got the horses a year in advance, didn't they? Yeah, and they only put 90 days on the horses, I think it was, as far as, as training from the BLM. It was it was literally 90 days of training, and then mm. they, they started going, but they also weren't running them the whole way either. Well, no, and then they all, like, they, they would ride a horse a day and then swap to another horse. Like, so it wasn't like each horse was getting, and the other horses would get put into a trailer and trailered to the next stop. So, I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, uh, 25 miles a day for 100 days or shit. And their ride was very similar in length because they rode from, what, the Mexican border of, what, New Mexico? Uh, yeah, to... to... To Canada. Yeah. And they and, still lost a horse and injured two others or some shit. Mm-hmm. And, and and those are people that I I would look at as, as very competent 
I would I would look at them. I would give them the title of actual horseman. Yeah. Like I don't know if anybody's ever seen Unbranded. It is worth a watch. Um, these guys, first of all, love these horses. Like man, when 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 dude lost his horse, he lost his shit. Oh yeah, and then, and, and then when he got reunited with his horse that got hurt, like guy was almost in tears. And if I remember correctly, that was their second trip. They had done that once before. before they had they a film. Yeah, they they had attempted it once before, and then something went wrong, and they had to go back, and then basically just restart the whole process over again. Um, and and the second time they were successful, and they made it all the way up, and it was you know that that again, if you haven't seen that that film, go and see it. Like yeah. it's it's on YouTube. Look it up or watch it. I'm I'm telling and- you right. And that's how you go if you're going to go day in and day out. If you're going to go day in and day out, you have predetermined places that you're going to have campsites that somebody's going to meet you with a trailer. Picket line is set up for the horses when they get there so they can be immediately untacked, cooled off, fed, watered, all of that nice jazz. Not only that, but you know, riders too. They're wore out. And there's nothing worse in the world than trying to pedal a tired horse along. Yeah, no. That, you know? like we have all been there at some point in our life where our horse was literally just spent that day. They had given us all they had, and you're trying to pedal that horse back, and you're like, just give me a little bit more. That, yeah. that, is, that is one of the – and it's hard physically for you and the horse, and it's hard mentally for you because you're like, I'm killing my horse right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've I've had my first year riding for the Pony Express. I spent six months prepping a horse to do that ride, and he still didn't make it. He still ended up having to get put down because he snapped tendons in his leg. Well, what is so for those that don't know? And I think we've talked about it in the past on the episode that we did together, talking about the 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 roundups and the Pony Express and everything like that, but. How long is the leg that you guys ride for the Pony Express? It's it's only two miles at a time. Yes, it's 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 not a, a casual walk or a trot. It's I mean you're moving. Yeah. Two miles at a time, then you trailer, drive up the next, and then it's just a leapfrog. Um, but you're you're moving heavy for that two miles. And and those horses are they get tired. I mean, this last year between it started out as 11 riders and ended up as nine riders. And we did 196 miles in nine hours. So, Not I bad. mean, yeah. That, and and, and it's, done, were, it's done as a relay though, right? Yeah. 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 So it's uh, like I said, I'll, I'll ride like my two miles. We'll go up trailer, unload the next horse, ride two miles. And even at that, we're not riding the same horse every time. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, you're moving heavy, and, and those horses are going to get wore out real fast. So, Jade without a Y. We'll go with that one. Wireless J. Wireless J. Yeah, Wireless Jade. That that does not roll off the tongue well. Um, so, you're working with endurance horses. Now, explain to me a, I don't know, what I would consider an intermediate 
uh, endurance event? Like, how many miles is that? What kind of preparation goes in that? Where are you well, at for that? For me personally, uh, so there's a little bit of a debate. Uh, a lot of hardcore endurance people say that a 50 mile is your lowest endurance race. And technically, according to rules, yes, it's 50 or 100 miles. But most all races now offer 25s and they're considered the beginner intro. So a 50 would be considered your intermediate. So I consider a 50 mile race intermediate um, to get a horse to a 50 mile race and, you know, finish the race without being pulled. You're, you're looking at like a really well-bred, well-broke before training horse, four months, six months, like in, in that range before you can do a 50. And that's like ideal situation. So to, um, and then with endurance races, there's vet checks every so often, correct? Yeah. And what are they checking for? So basically when, uh, so say you're doing a 50 mile race. Most 50 mile races have three vet checks, one in the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. Some of them have two in the middle. Um, and at the beginning, they you trot your horse towards the vet, away from the vet. They check for lameness. They palpate all over the horse to check for any pain issues. They check a heart rate. Your resting heart rate needs to be below 68. Um, and they just check for general wellness. They check for dehydration. They check the eyes, everything like that. And they grade them on a letter scale. Most vets, sometimes they do a number scale, but most of it's a letter scale. And, you know, A's are good. B's are good. C's, D's, F's, you're failing. You're, you're, you're pulled. Um, and if you are pulled, you don't get any points for the race. And obviously you can't ride anymore and you have to take care of your horse um so here's a here's a question though all right um let's say what, what's the average number of people that are in one of these races it it depends anywhere from 25 to 150 people okay let's say there's 100 how's that out of 100 people in a 50 how many horses would you say off the top of your head might get pulled I, I would say at least 15 to 20% of them. Holy shit. Yeah. And those are, and those are endurance horses. Yes. And that that's because, oh, they stepped wrong. They spooked and now, now they're limping or, you know, they are just, it's extra humid outside and their heart rate can't get down no matter like people like me. I teach horses to pee on command because it drops their heart rate three BPM. It's a last ditch effort. If they yeah. can't, they can't it's, drop it. Yeah, it's uh, a, a, the, technically they vagal themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like Skylar said, you know, Skylar's had a horse that didn't finish because or didn't get to go because she what she stepped wrong, right? Um. So he, he we or were he. in the of of our leg and he he stepped wrong and snapped the tendons in his front leg. Yeah. How easy? How easy it is? So out of a hundred horses, twenty five percent. So twenty five out of a hundred will not get to go past the halfway point in a actual graded endurance race. Yep. We have a man here that runs two mile legs at a time and then trailers to the other stop who's had a horse snap the tendons. And it's like, no, granted, y'all are moving at a very brisk pace, but your horses are, are trained, they're conditioned for that. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'll spend, like I said, an average of, of five to six months 
training a horse specifically for that, and they still get rode all yeah. winter. So what reality is 25 miles a day for 100 days straight going to work? It, it's not. Like I said, unless your horse is conditioned and trained for it, it's, it's not. That's, that's just the fact of the matter. Unless that horse just has somehow super genes and, you know, it is in impeccable shape out of nowhere for no reason. I don't know. It's pintoed. So, uh, the, you know, the white, the, the white on that kind of, yeah, I'm picking. So I want to put it into perspective this way for people don't, that don't really understand the gravity of like how much 25 miles really is. So when I was training Arabs, so I was getting very well-bred endurance bred Arabs and I was getting them at about four, four and a half years old because a lot of endurance races won't even allow a horse under five to compete. Um, and I was taking these horses and we were going out four to six days a week and walking 13 miles every day just to get them conditioned. And 13 miles of walking was so hard on them. Yeah. And I got you know, months. Yeah. For, for folks out there, like the farthest I have ever ridden was a was a 15 mile ride that's that's as far as i've ever ridden in one chunk you know now over the course of a weekend you know i've I've probably done 25 or so in a weekend and that was with a core ab that was a conditioned horse that was a performance horse not not potato mare potato mare mm -mm, no not not happening she's listen she would she would learn to speak english and tell me get off but uh (coughs) the 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 point I'm trying to make is this, folks. If if you're having problems trying to equate this in your brain, the next time you get in your car, every car's got a trip function, right? Hit the trip on your way to work, and if you got like a you don't know twenty minute commute to work in your car, hit trip. See how many miles that is. Now think about walking that. And that's that's the distance from Ogden to Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's the distance from Aiken to Augusta. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a jaunt in the park. It's I mean that's that's a big chunk of riding. Yeah, what what's the distance, uh, Jade with a Y, um, from Lexington to the Ohio border? Forty 70, minutes, eighty miles. So, oh, 70, 80 miles, so an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Lexington, Lexington to Cincinnati is like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, and to me, like, when I get past that hour in a car, I'm like, God, this sucks. So here's another point, too, that I just thought of um, about this whole, this guy riding and everything. And it also sounds like he's not conditioned for that ride. I don't think he is. And I but I think I think he is understanding this now. Yeah, cuz if if you're not conditioned, you're not making that ride. If your horse is not conditioned, yeah. you're that ride. You've almost and and I about to say Skylar, you should know and I know Jade knows. You've got to be almost as much of an athlete as your horse. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've told you how I got introduced to endurance. I'm pretty sure Ryan, but so I 
posted on a local Facebook group and I was like, ha, I am a horse trainer and I have all this horse experience and I'm interested in endurance. Can someone show me what this is about? And some random woman was like, yep, meet me at 3.30 in the morning at this dark place with no lights and then get in my truck with these two really, really, really young green horses. You can ride, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can ride. Um, we got there, there was like 30 people there um these horses would not stand still to be tacked up groomed bridled mounted nothing um absolute fire breathing dragons uh i got on that horse we started trotting and we trotted for 26 miles and then i got off and i couldn't walk and she's like yeah that's endurance and i was like yeah okay and she's like you want to come tomorrow and i was like <laughs> yes and ought to be young i couldn't imagine I three days in a row and then I couldn't walk or move for a week and a half. I had to call off all of my clients and tell them I hurt myself. I really bad and I can't work. Well, like, so Skylar, how are you like, so well, listening to Jade, like doing that, how are you after the Pony Express? Very similar. Um, no, cause let's, let's be honest, a, a, a heavy lope to a gallop is a lot smoother than yeah. a truck. Yeah, it, it really is. So, my favorite uh, my favorite gate is that wide open flat run. It's the yes. smoothest gate on, on some horses. It really is. If if you've got the cojones for that, flat run. That's the smoothest yes. gate on a horse. Uh, no, you all I would uh really feel pretty good out. appreciate the gated horses now. I like me a gated horse. I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, I've owned saddlebreds, I've had a Tennessee Walker. Uh, will not, I, will not have a Paso Fino. Don't even go there. My Paso. I'm going to get And as much as I love Morgans, I will never own a gated Morgan. That's not a thing. That is not a thing. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a thing. It's like government Morgans, government Morgans are government Morgans, not Morgans. They're government Morgans. Yeah, but no, Fight I'm me. Fight me. pretty conditioned for it um, by the time we get there because – like Jake said, I spend on average during my prep season, I'm I'm riding, you know, eight to ten miles every day. And we're not we're not riding light either. I mean, the, the, the first part of it. Yeah, we'll go on walk. But by the time I get up to the Pony Express, we're we're loping five, six miles nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, a so lope, a lope is not uh, and for my for my English folks listen it's the same as your canner um a lope is not exactly a comfortable gait to maintain for a while in my honest opinion depending on the horse there's some okay. horses that have beautiful lopes there are other horses that are just like they're beating your brains out at a lope oh yeah especially it's I, i've noticed the taller horses are the worst yeah little i'm beyond you know what i'll be honest with you and this could just be this is not science this is ryan but I have noticed anything that's slightly pudgy and short for some reason has like the best lobe. Mm -hmm. Like my, my core ab, she has the smoothest lobe. I, I used to my, laugh. My core at, ab did too. Yeah. I used to laugh at the thought of people back in 1860 falling asleep on their horse during the Pony Express and riding into the station completely asleep, you know, but the last oh. couple I've ridden, when I've had my core ab, I'm I'm kind of almost to the point where like I can see that. 
what you got to think so and not to delve into history or go down a rabbit hole but you know we've discussed this before there was a reason why a very particular breed was used east to west it was the finest horses at the time they could get they used morgans from east to west at that mm-hmm. time, man, there wasn't nothing finer in the land. Now, that a lot of people will debate that, but if you look at the historical record, there was only a handful of breeds in the U.S. that were really highly coveted. The Morgan was one at that point in time. I mean, and I'll be honest, if you've ever rode a really well-bred Morgan, holy cow, that's a fine horse. And, you know, uh, Skyler's had a Corab. I've had a Corab, and I'm going to tell you something else, too. Corabs. Mm, chef's kiss. Um, nope. They don't care. Don't care. This motors will just go. They get they get the heart from the Arab. They get a little bit of good sense from the from that stock horse that's in there. Uh, usually they have really really fine trots, really fine uh, lopes or canners. Um, very swift at a flat run. Uh, very flat at a. I've noticed. Uh, you know, and of course, it's going to depend on your breeding of your Corab because Corabs are all different, like everything else. But the Corabs I have been around have been very flat and 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 in a straight run, um, yeah. like to to the do, point that you can just you can just do. relax. They'll do anything you ask them to do, and and even when they're tired, and you can tell they're tired, they want to keep going just to yeah. please you. And that's the and you know and like. And like Jade working with Arabs, I'm sure she's ran across the Arabs that were just you, you had to make them quit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jade with a wife, you ever worked with many Arabs? Never, never. never I'm telling never you. Seen, uh, to be honest with you, I've never seen one in person. Do oh it, gosh, do it. Oh my god, really? Do it. Yeah. Don't uh, don't listen to the naysayers. Accident. You know. As someone who only owns Mustangs and a random Pasifino that wandered into my yard. Um, so we I know, so you're it. just, basically what you're saying is I'm mentally unstable. I am. Um, <laughs> Eric will always probably be my favorite. And there's just, there's just so much an Arab can do and so little it can't. And it really doesn't matter what their breeding is because they're just so versatile. And... They're- Horse all the way around. Yeah, you know everybody. Everybody always wants to say, well, you know the the most utilitarian breed on the planet is the American Quarter Horse. And I go, have you ever met my friend the Arab? Yeah, I was like, I but I hate founding breed for the Quarter Horse. Let's... No, no shit. Like everything on the planet, <laughs> everything on the planet's been diddled by an Arab at one point in time. Yeah. <laughs> much. Hey, can can I address something that, that I've seen brought up on a lot of this guy's posts? If mm-hmm. you don't care. Um, a, a lot of people are just talking about the fact, you know, it's a Tennessee walking horse. It's a tent. So don't people don't re- Tennessee walking horses, spotted saddle horses, Rocky mountains, all those gated horses were bred to traverse long distances mm-hmm. in a comfortable for the ride manner. So one of the you few know, things that I do know about endurance is gated horses typically excel at it. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a, a strong showing of Rocky mountains. And uh, Jade, 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 Jade is like doing that thing. Like I have something to say. Go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, listen, as someone who loves gated horses, and I love seeing gated horses at endurance races. Um, there are two kinds of people that go to endurance races. There are people that are competitive and are there to win and win the most points. And there are people there to enjoy themselves 
and do a sport that's fun and in the woods and and you know you you're going fast it's fun to go fast mm-hmm. um the those people ride the gated horses because gated horses can do it but their the heart rate the resting heart rate wasn't made for for gated horses it was catered around arabs and so a lot of gated horses will get pulled if they go at the pace they'd like to go even though they're more functioning at a higher heart rate the rules weren't made for them i was going to ask in in your opinion you know a a lot of those horses that a lot of those gated horses that get pulled because of what you're talking about if you were to just say you know ignore that Mm -hmm. and not just saying ignore you know a, a, a glaring issue but if you were to say, okay, you know, we understand the, the heart rate, we're going to let that horse continue. Do you mm-hmm. think that you would see a stronger finish rate of the gated horses? I think there would be, I mean, personally in a perfect world, what I think would be the most ideal is if there were two separate judging sets for gated horses and non-gated horses because I think yeah. we could have different rules and regulations for each to make Listen. it safe for each horse. Cause the point is that the vet is making sure that the horse is in good condition and for them to just say, oh, you're gated. So your heart rate, like just go kind of makes the rules kind of bendy. Ooh. So I'd rather separate the, the non-gated and the gated and have it on the same track. Everyone can ride together, but different vets, different judging standards and different prizes or whatever yeah so yeah like making an making a saddle bread for instance or a passive pheno to breeds that are can let's just be honest here can get kind of strung out sometimes mm-hmm. um and it's nothing against them it's just listen they're, they're balls of energy and if you know <laughs> it is if you know how to harness that and bottle that they're abs- i've had a saddle bread he was absolutely amazing he was a, the goodest of boys uh, but you could just look at him in the face and know that 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 mind and that heart was going ninety to none. You know, Skyler, will you quit like man spreading? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like just my, my, up on my little ottoman here. Okay, there, listen, it's getting really hot in here, sir. Those pajama pants are doing it. Well, when you wake me up from a nap. Well, you know, you shouldn't have been napping. That's all I can say. <laughs> Your boy needed you. I, well, I, I I called him and he's like, oh, I'll. and I'm like, <laughs> hey, you want to hop on a podcast? You know, you literally commented, hey, you forgot I do endurance stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with Pony Express. And I'm like, and then immediately took a nap and then immediately took a nap. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like texting him like dumb shit. Like <laughs> I do, you know, and then finally I just called him. I had uh, me and me and me and the other Jade were just in here just shooting shit and drinking beer. Like it was a FaceTime. <laughs> And uh, we're, we're, well, we were waiting for you, you know, because I knew you had got tied up. And uh, so we were just, we were catching up, talking everything from like, we're telling stories, we're telling, I wish I had recorded those stories because they were hilarious. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call this dipshit. So I called, I called Skylar and he's like, oh, I, I was sleeping. And I'm like, the hell? Bro, I get up at like, 3 34 o'clock every morning so same same finally someone else i'm off yeah. to, i'm off tomorrow and i have barn help so you know, and, if, and if anything's I, wrong he'll call me 
16 hours a day for six days a week. Listen, listen. Want to work with horses? You you just you live for work. I yeah. You do not. Don't even lie to me. Don't don't lie to all of us. Why? Why it is? It. What time is it? My watch doesn't even want to work. It's late. <laughs> I'm still at work. Oh well, yeah, because you had to go. You had to. You're basically babysitting a farm right now. I I am. I'm babysitting my farm. <laughs> That I don't own. But it's mine. I take care of the whole damn thing. And that's crazy. And you're getting attacked by a small dog. That's awesome. I, I, I love that for you. This is... She's... Uh, so, so, my barn owner used to work for animal services. And mm. this dog got hit by a car. And her brains were outside her body. And oh. instead of putting her down, my barn owner was like, Let's see if my husband can fix her because he's a vet and she's just brain damaged. Her eyes are two different sizes and she doesn't hear. I just, I just she blinks her eyes independently and that creeps me out. I, I, I don't want to laugh. I really no. don't want to laugh. You can. You can. Yeah, yeah, that's a Camilla dog. That's a, that's almost, uh, that's, that, that is Dr. Frankenstein's puppy. You can you can feel like the ridge in her skull where oh it's all. God, can we just please stop? <laughs> I'm happy for the puppy if the puppy's happy. She's happy. I'm just she just doesn't know where she is sometimes, and she'll bark at me. Listen, listen, me hey. too, dog. Me too. I've got two brain cells left, and they're fighting for third place. She's. I just want to go smoke, and I can't do it when she's barking. I, I liked how she picked her up and everybody on their little screens went <laughs> and everybody's like and i have a little lap dog like everybody seen my little lap dog nina and she picked that thing up and i'm like what the fuck is that my nina's there too but my dogs my dog is dog aggressive and their german shepherd this one is dog aggressive and so is their guardian dog so i don't think the other dog is gonna mind that one no but there's one, two, three, four, five, six dogs here now, and three of them don't like each other, so I have to be careful. Like, you picked that dog, and the look in that dog's eyes was, I'm a potato. Oh, the second you pick her up, she just buffers. She just buffers oh. endlessly. I don't want to laugh. I really don't want to laugh. I feel so horrible. I am so going to hell. I am so going to hell. Point. You're I fine. You know, we're, we're all going to hell. Everybody on this podcast is either drinking beer or smoking pot at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Skylar, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, behind, anyway. the, behind the Horse's Eyes is sponsored by the great state of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was in Colorado. You can come to no, South Carolina. I need to go anywhere but Florida. Someone just offer me and my horses a place, and I'll I'll be there. Let me, look, let me you, see what I can do. Look, you don't want it. You just don't want it. What's that, Utah? No. What? But you, listen, the internet in Utah sucks. You gotta say that again. I said snow. Nobody wants snow. No, nobody wants snow. 
I'll take snow over whatever the hell this weather has been here. Um, my my horses after that hurricane had foot rot for months. Like my property is still wet. Like I'm done. Yeah. Ew, you know? No. So I said mine is too, but mine's because of the, you know, 210 inches of snow. I've never seen snow, but I'm ready to be cold. I can always get a heated jacket. I can't, I, I need to leave the swamp. We get, we, we get snow like once a decade here in South Carolina. Well, also like, listen, I, I make good money and I still can't afford to rent around here. Studio apartments are like $3,800 in the country. There was a barn here in South Carolina. That here in Aiken, actually, that was offering a live-in, all right? And plus, they were paying a live-in, all right? You could bring up to two horses. You could live in as long as you took care of the, the barn in the mornings and the evenings. No, I don't, I don't ever want to do a live-in situation ever again. I've done two, and I've interviewed at too many to count, and... Horse people are crazy. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to well, be true. Well, and they were also going to pay on top of that, that a, a salary. That sounds that's fictional. Well, but the crazy thing is, is I know somebody who's worked for this farm before, and the first words out of my mouth was, "Yeah, there's a catch." And so I talked to a gal that had actually worked there, and I was like, "Have you seen this? This ad this lady posted?" And she goes, "Yeah, I used to work there." And I said, "How is it?" And she goes wonderful and i said you're kidding me right and she goes no it's absolutely wonderful they pretty much just say hey this is yours handle it i was like are you kidding me and they're like no they're both retired this is just their retirement gig they want the barn they got some borders you got to deal with borders from time to time outside of that you don't deal with the owners hmm. if you want a good you need to get up here to kentucky to one of these thoroughbreds it, it's so great that you're trying to leave <laughs> I just I I like I like being a, a dirty grungy backyard horse trainer that just works with nasty horses and gets beat up. Oh, you need um, to go to the low country of South Carolina and fall in with the marsh tacky crowd. You'll love it. You could always come out to Utah and work with the the BLM on their Mustangs. Please, please, I would love to. I've I've applied twice and I never heard back. Like, Talk to I, Sarah. They're because uh, low key, they're about to have an opening because she's not about to be there. I'll tell you what, if you ever do work with Utah Mustangs, make sure it's not a conger. That horse will kill you. I don't care how good you are. You know, I've I've worked with a lot um, and I've mostly avoided Utah. And um, now I've decided there's quite a few Nevada Mustangs I don't like anymore. I was about to say, the entire internet is unanimous that do never adopt a Mustang out of Utah. Yeah, Utah is kind of like sketch. Good herds. It's just, like I said, like Congers specifically are absolutely horrible horses to work with. Yeah, there's not a lot of... Have you ever noticed, though, that a lot of the really, really good herds that people really, really want are like right around, you know... Right around, right around areas where the U.S. Army used to have remount stations. Wow, what a concept! Yeah. Uh, and not the ones have like high Spanish blood content. 
Well, aren't, a lot of them have high thoroughbred content. Aren't sulfurs from U- Utah? Who's? Sulfurs? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Talking about Sulfur Springs? Yeah. No, no they're not Utah. Um, Where that? Wherever they're from, I don't want anything to do with sulfurs. Oh, everybody wants the Devil's Garden Mustangs out of Devil's, California. I love Devil's Garden Mustangs. I have one. Um, they have mines to them. I love them too. They're good horses. They are. Uh, in- yeah, Sulfur Sulfur Springs is Texas. No, not not Silver Springs. It's Sulfur. Yeah, Sulfur Springs. Sulfur Springs. Um, Sulfur Springs Mustangs. Let's see. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Uh, Western Utah. I knew it. I knew it. Three, three. Yeah. Listen, two brain cells fight for third place. Here, I thought I knew a lot. God damn. So sulfurs that we get a lot of them as a sale authority here in Florida to the um the storefront here, and there's a reason. Uh, they've all been brought back. Every single one of the sulfurs we get down here have been brought back, and every single one of them is so incredibly aggressive. They're so pretty. There's like duns and, and they all- have zebra stripes. Yeah. I mean, they're gorgeous. Everyone wants the sulfur until they get it home and it so, jumps an eight-foot panel and they're here, like dinosaur. Here is what I here's what I've noticed about horses with zebra stripes. All right. It's the same as horses that have spots on their butts. The more prominent it is, the more loony it probably is. Yep. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. I agree. I, I've got a bunch of people that are appy folks that listen to me and they know they know my take on appies and they know I'm just full of shit half the time. But like I like usually after I drop one, there's one that does not know the inside joke with me and Appaloosas, and I'll get a nasty email. You do not know. I have bred this breed for da 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 however many years. Usually my reply is so you bred in the eighties, huh? You contributed well, to this. It's, a, but- it's 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 funny that you say that because you know my my Dun mare, Marsh Tacky mare, Raina. Yeah. You know, it's got the leg stripes, the back stripe. You know, she's all, a nut, all isn't she? Strapped up. She's a nut, isn't she? She is broke to death. But really, everything you ask her to do. That's a, you know what? No, that's a, right. Listen, everybody out there is listening. It's a sample size of one. That's not science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said she was broke to death. I didn't say that she not, liked doing I mean, anything. Any I man that it. says I got a horse with zebra stripes that's drinking a bush latte, <laughs> don't listen to that guy. Now, now, if you're talking Mustangs, my favorite, I like those big drafty HMAs, stinking water. Yeah, yes. Oregon HMAs. I love those drafty. Uh, a lot of those are U.S. Army remounts. Yeah. You would- yeah. My big, my big gelding out in the field. He's sixteen one. He's like, oh, uh, twelve fifty. Um, his feet are like God. this. Yeah, I, I, that, that's, that's a big I boy. Like. See, he, I had a, I had of, a Nevada mare here, and I loved her. I have a she matured out at like thirteen three. She was just too small for me to do anything with. So that's how my son's Mustang is. She's she's out of Nevada too. She's uh. From the Yucca Valley. Uh, so speaking of chonky, and, and this is like I'm, I'm getting ready to make a video about this horse, but I, I just want to run this past you guys. Uh, so have you ever heard of a horse by the name of Azurte? AQHA Hall of Fame. Uh, okay. 
horse. Hold on. It's a thoroughbred, though. It's not quarter horse. Oh. Zerute. Uh, jockey club, thoroughbred. Uh, decent racing career. Get a load of these stats, though. Was almost 1,200 pounds. And you're going, okay, well, you know, thoroughbred, 1,200 pounds is not much. You know, there's 18 hand thoroughbreds floating around out there. It's not nothing. He was 15, too. God damn. Thick. This boy was thick. And when you look at him, you're like, that's what I want on a damn horse right there. You look at that boy and you're like, there is no fat on this horse. Like, now you know why he's in the AQHA Hall of Fame because everybody's like, I'm breeding to that. <laughs> that that's that's like World War One's version of the first tank. Yeah, that that's like a a, a Mark whatever, you know, that had the chicken wire on top of it. <laughs> yeah, the Mark Four or whatever that thing was, you know. They had a male and a female version. One got machine guns and one got like, uh, I don't know, like six pounders. I don't know. I don't know anything about World War One tanks. I know all about World War One. You get me, you get into like tanks. I don't know shit. We start talking about like naval warfare. Oh, let's, listen, you want to talk about Jutland? I got you for days. You've lost me. But regardless, you know lost the whole topic. Yeah, we just <laughs> lost the whole we, we started talking about we started talking what, about what did we start talking about? I don't know. I, I, we we saw that dog and like we were just like mind blown. <laughs> yeah, we the Tennessee Walker and the YouTube guy. I saw that dog and Sarah McLaughlin started playing in the background. Helen <laughs> <laughs> Keller's looking for her dog. Speaking of Helen Keller, do you know there's a guy that tried to marry? There's a guy that tried to marry Helen Keller, and Helen Keller's brother beat the piss out of him. Good. That was a thing. I just can't. That was your that was your random history quote from J. Ryan Chastain, horse daddy. Scale from one to even. I just can't. Oh my gosh! No, I'm serious. I, you know, just, Helen Keller had a had a suitor at one point in time. I can't so I cannot say what the guy's name was because his last name is a very derogatory term toward a group of people. So I can't say that or this episode would totally get flagged. Uh, but that well, it, but it had two G's. But yeah, you can look that up. Helen Keller had a suitor. No, I was getting ready to Google it. Something. Do what? That everybody's something. I mean, listen, listen, everybody, there's somebody out there for everybody, even Helen Keller. Yeah. Even Helen Keller, man. Had a dude, had a dude. I the same one day. Yeah. I mean, your friend. Yeah. That's Daddy's friends. What's up, buddy? Special guest starring. Special guest. This is how we. This is how we know that you're down with endurance. You, you have a, you have a son. Boy, I go all Listen, I got, I've got three daughters, so let, let's just talk about that. All under the age of nine. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right. We actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there'll be a link there to the merch store, and you can head on over to the mediocre horseman store. 
from there we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store are, is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses, for crying out loud. The term boots on the ground usually denotes that action is being taken, that something is being done, unless we're talking about Aaron O'Neill and the Appalachian Legacy Initiative. And quite literally, when we say boots on the ground, we mean her boots, as she is on the ground every day, up in the mountains of Appalachia, working with horses that the world has basically forgotten. From mineral supplementation to medical care to rounding up bachelor stallions, it is Erin, her pickup truck, and her dogs doing 99% of the work. So when she accepted a partnership with this show, I was more than elated. And she's not paying me. I just want to help. This is how ingrained this subject is to me. As an ethnic Appalachian and a lover of horses, how could I not want to play some role in what's transpiring in Kentucky and West Virginia? So if you want to be part of the amazing work that Aaron's doing, there's going to be a link to the Appalachian Legacy Initiative in the show notes of this episode. And I invite everyone to go click it. Even if you don't donate... Just read a little bit of the work that she's doing, and you're going to gain a whole new appreciation for what it means to be a horseman. One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Ryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial, and if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel. No harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog, read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. I want to take this opportunity to talk about our latest partner here on Behind the Horse's Eyes, and that is Herd of Zebras. You can find them over at www.herd-of-zebras.com. And Herd of Zebras is more than just an equestrian lifestyle brand. It's a global community of just badass people who inspire others with their perseverance, grit, compassion, and authenticity. And what other people might call scars, whether it be physical or emotional, they call stripes. It's the experiences and the hardships that cause us to become stronger, kinder, and braver. Unlock all of that over at Herd of Zebras. I wear their shirts constantly. I was lucky enough for them to send me some swag. Um, I've done some promotional stuff for them. I'm going to tell you, I am sold. The quality of their products is, is, is amazing. They're, all their products are printed here in the U.S. You're not going to find better people and people with a better message than Herd of Zebras. If you use the discount code JRyan at checkout over at Herd of Zebras, you're going to get 10% off of your order. 
All the info for that is going to be in the description of this episode. That's www.herd-of-zebras.com. Promo code JRyan for 10% off today. Hmm. be four and he's already riding horses by himself. Yeah, see, my nine-year-old, she'll be good one day, and the next day she's like, Daddy, can you put the lead rope back on the horse? I'm like, why? She looked at me funny. I'm like, it's fine. They're gonna. It's a. It's a pony. It's gonna always look at you funny. It's a, ponies are always judging you, honey. It's okay. It's like got seven. eyes like that dog, doesn't it? Can we just leave the poor puppy alone? Like I just like I, I feel bad now, but I, you know what? I need a beer. You guys talk amongst yourselves for like the next I don't know fifteen minutes, and then we'll wrap this episode up. How's that? <laughs> He gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he went like six or seven months refusing to even pet his horse because he fell off once. Oh, and yeah. Only like two visits ago, he's like, Dad, can I go ride my horse on Sunday? And I was like, okay, do you want to ride today? No, 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 Sunday. I said, okay, bud. Yeah. You know, but, I took him out yesterday, and he was riding my my Corab by himself. He's got good taste. Yeah. How my parents got me into horses, and, like, I never went through a phase where I didn't like horses, is because, like, when I was born, I had, like, horses, but none of them were mine. And I basically had to show interest myself. They didn't just start, like, putting me on horses. I had to be like, I want to go up there. And that I fell off, and then I would be like, "Wow, that hurt!" And then I would get back on. I never had like a really bad thing until I was like ten. I shattered my tailbone, and my trainer told me to get back on right after it happened. And I continued to show for like a couple hours with a broken tailbone. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. No, he took a pretty good spill for his first spill. He slid on his face under the under the panels of the round pen. Oh. And, and he had just turned three. Oh, that sucks. On on his little green broke Mustang. Oh. Might I think I don't know. My my dad's probably got a worse injury than I've ever had. But I don't know. I take that back. I mean, I did literally damage my brain, but you know, there wasn't much of a brain to damage in the first place. Let's just call a spade a spade here, okay? Um, <laughs> Dad broke seven ribs, uh, crushed his co- like literally crushed his collarbone. Um, practiced sternum, uh, broke off his xiphoid process, uh, bruised some internal organs. That was all one one fall, and it was great. Like you know, like you can't blame the horse. The horse is exactly what Dad asked him to do, and that was lock up and shut down and stop and that's what this horse did dad was just not prepared for that slide stop so horse stops dad keeps going and we're just like in a paddock and dad is just play can we just go ahead and say alcohol was involved and dad just goes straight into like a stack of like pallets He just laid on the. He just laid on and like the, it was the most like it was the most like sickening thud you'd ever heard in your life, because you just like yeah 
And then like he just laid on the ground going, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, and then, and, put me down. And I look at mom and like I, I call mom and I was like, I'm gonna call an ambulance. And she goes, No, 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 I'll take him to the hospital. And I'm like, Okay. That's fine. So pull the truck around here because we're gonna have to pick him up off the ground. She goes, He's not that bad. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> you be quiet. He said, Nope. I can't be. Uh, now some science needs to be done on how many horse wrecks have been alcohol induced to some extent. Oh no. I mean it, it is the I mean listen, it's the horse industry. So I'm horses just gonna... be, can be fun, just like horses or I mean alcohol and guns, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, you, you there's a threshold that you do not cross. Like it's okay to go, you know, shoot your guns and drink a beer. You don't go drink a case and then go shoot your guns because the chances of you, like, I don't know, shooting the neighbor's dog just goes up, like, you know, awesomely. Um, same goes for horses. Uh, drinking a couple of beers. Yeah, know, getting getting that buzz on, you know, on a trail ride. That's awesome. Um, getting to the point where you cannot maintain a proper seat. That's not a fun day for your friends. <laughs> Let's be honest. It I've might been, be an awesome day for you, but it's a shit day for your <laughs> friends. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had I was, throw me and take ahead. off pasture at like one o'clock in the morning, and we've been drinking all night. I mean, it's it's the horse industry. But if I had to really guess how many injuries in the horse industry are alcohol-related, like even the minorest of injuries, I don't know, 70%. <laughs> I mean, when I was in college, you know, when, when we would trail ride a lot and that, and beer was just one of the things that went with it, you know, I can't, I can't trail ride without a beer. I'm just going to be there honest were, with you. At that time there, you oh. know, there were knots that I don't remember getting back. I wish I could say I did not have a story like that, but I've got a story like that. And it involves a match race on a dirt road in the middle of the night. God, I was stupid. It was, has no endurance ex experience. It was it was five dollar pitcher margarita nights at the Mexican restaurant, and I don't know how many of those we had. And then somebody had the bright idea of, "Hey, let's let's go riding at night." And then my dumb ass goes, "Okay." And so I go on, and then like I go to my friend's house, and all she's got is like one D barrel horses. By the way. And they're all like fire breathing friggin' dragons. Like none of these things are behave. You know, like they're just they're like they're like, you know, when when people, you know, usually when I'm defending barrel horses, these are not the horses I'm defending because they're like they're no, not these. Uh she's got some that are really good. But no, the they're one I got on that night uh decided that, you know, it just wanted to run the whole night. And so I'm up there with another friend of ours, and she's like, she's like I know my mare's faster than that one. I was like, man, screw your mare. We could not see her hands in front of her face, guys. And I just opened this mare wide-ass open. See, and you could Pony Express at night, because that's how we are, too. I just let go of the <laughs> I'm going to need, like, five... I'm going to need, like, $5 pictures from, like, a Me Pablo before, like... <laughs> yeah, before I do that. Except for that's 
regulations, you'll, you'll get you'll get kicked out because you have to actually swear in the same as they did in, in 1860. Well, I'm not going to swear in. I'll slur in. <laughs> See, when I, I was growing up riding gated horses, you know, we gauged the quality of our horse's gait by whether our beer can exploded or not when we went to open it after we'd been hauling it for a half mile. I think that's how gated horses are actually graded at, at the registries. I mean, like Saddlebreds, Tennessee Walkers, Pasifinos. You know, like for Pasifinos, if you crack a Corona or a Tecate and it foams too much, <laughs> I think they automatically send that horse to be glue. <laughs> Go ahead, Jade. I know you wanted to say something. I don't even remember. Oh, I just don't drink. No, no, you've got you've got other vices. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. See, like, we'll all have hangovers tomorrow. You'll wake up golden. Oh, yep. I'm going to sleep great tonight. I'm going to wake up, and everything's just going to be good. Can I just go ahead and throw this out there? This is not a political podcast, but why the hell, of all things, is alcohol completely legal in the United States, but marijuana is not? Because the government wants us intoxicated and stupid so they can control us. I don't know. It's because we're probably getting kickbacks. They'd, they'd give you the weed, they'd give you the alcohol, and, and they'd give you the meth all on top of all that. Why do you think California does it? <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. The, California's a little different. California will actually give you clean needles for your heroin. I'm like this, though. Here's my take on all of this. If a grown-ass man decides he wants to put heroin in his body, it's not none of my business. As long as you don't get behind a vehicle and drive. Yeah, it's like, you're nobody. I mean, seriously, if that's what you want to do with your life, do it. I don't care. It's none of my business. Yeah. And if Thank your you family know. starts to suffer from it, then, yeah, there's a problem. But if it's just you on your own and you want to go live under an underpass and shoot heroin in your veins, it's none of my business. Yep. I mean, that's just where I'm at. Like, at 40 years old, I'm just like, seriously, none of this shit's my business. Like, if you seriously want to grow a pot plant in your backyard, dry it out and smoke it, where's that anybody's business? Well, where is it the government's business on whether or not you collect rainwater? Well, I mean, it's the same shit. It's, I mean, you know. Why is yeah. anything that doesn't affect another person anyone else's business? No shit. I'm just distracted by this dog that's trying to eat you. I know this. This is like, look at this vicious, look at this vicious puppy right here. Vicious German Shepherd. This yeah. I can't. This, so this this the video of this will be on Patreon. So oh, y'all are gonna get all of my chaos of trying to get all my stuff in. Oh no! It's gonna be awesome. Like <laughs> like like you trying to duck out of frame with your you know. With your glass piece, that's gonna be great. I'm gonna edit like the hand of this out. So, but no, I'm not gonna edit it out for for Patreon. I'm gonna me get a message for Flo Morgan or like I got a party with Jade. <laughs> Everyone should come party. I have no horse friends. I'm by myself here. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down there in June. Come come so hang out. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Cocoa in June. Okay. South Dakota in June. Yeah, I'm going to be in Cocoa Beach, Florida. I'll probably go down to Melbourne for a day and fish at Sebastian. There you go. There you go. So, you know, that's how we rock in the South because, you know, 
We got rocks with coral and shit growing on it. I'm telling you, like, there's a distinct difference. When you get south of cocoa, just the water just changes. Yep. Like, you get to cocoa, and you're like, it's typical Atlantic water. You get you get down around Melbourne, you're like, am I in the Bahamas? What is this shit? Like, you know, I, thought, I thought there was trash in the water, and it was rocks with coral on it in Melbourne. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Well, there's you, you, a difference you know, between... Mexico and the Atlantic too like the yeah. eastern Florida is so different oh yeah you know, I have a whole lake that's drying up that has mercury dust listen I'm I'm happy for you congratulations congratulations yeah I'm gonna <laughs> die guys my man is gonna just die of mercury poison over there we're talking about <laughs> tropical fucking fish and I, and I live right up against that lake. Move, like, to, move to South Carolina and get you a job with a solar company here. Well, I mean, Cocoa I, Beach by Satellite Beach, or uh, is it called Satellite Beach? Yeah, there's Satellite Beach. Yeah, and that's where they've got the, the power plant where that it had the leakage and all the people there now have cancer. It happens. And the fish yeah. have four heads, but only yeah. still two. Listen. Listen. Here's the thing. Like, if you really look, oh, my God, we are turning into, like, the, behind the libertarian's eyes is really oh, no. what we're turning into right now. The uh, If you look at, like, all this power generation, like, none of it's perfect. Like, every one of them has a shitty trade-off. Solar yep. has a shitty trade-off. Wind has a shitty trade-off. Nuclear has a shitty trade-off. Coal has a huge shitty trade-off. You know, so I'm just like, just build nukes. If we're just going to listen, if we're just going to do it, just build nukes. That way, you know what? If it just gets bad, we don't have to slowly die. Just have a button where the thing just melts down and we just go off like quickly. Just no, no. So I don't know if y'all have heard or not, but there's this guy that's going to ride a horse from Austin to Seattle. Oh, what? Um, yeah, what makes you think that this is a podcast about horses? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to like you know, go through and like edit 30 minutes out of this podcast. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> telling you, dude. This is why. Listen, I think this is why people listen to this show, and I've noticed there's a lot of people that skip to like an hour into the show and listen to like the last hour or 45 minutes or so. And I think it's because they wait for me to get good and sauced. <laughs> they're just waiting for the banter. They're just waiting for the, they're waiting for me. They're waiting for me to get like five beers deep and on a soapbox about something. That's a handsome ass puppy. Can we just go? So, there? so, so for you guys, I, I finally got a chance to meet Ryan in person in February. Oh yeah, I am and, everything he thought I'd be. <laughs> this is a lot. I, I made buddies with him by immediately opening my cooler. And offering him a drink. This man opened a cooler and handed me a buckskin stubby. A Coors banquet stubby. And I knew I had met my best friend. Like oh, yeah. he, he held the keys to my heart at that moment. I, I, like, I see how I see how it is. I mean, you know, well, I've, you, I've been here since the beginning. You know, it's cool. Like, listen, you know, Skylar, I love you, but. He no. put in he put in the effort to, to no. come to me and come wow. bearing gifts. Wow. Now yeah, so now we all have to come to you, huh? Well, honestly, that that's pretty easy. My heart's a lot harder to win than that. 
I'll, you know what? I'll bring you that Mustang <laughs> that you really want. You're gonna go get me cardboard. I'll go get. I'll go get you. Listen, I, I, I'm firmly convinced. If I go get cardboard, I'll, I'll, I'll get like. Jade will pass. Jade will pass me a note with like a ring size in it. <laughs> but you have to agree to feed the horse because I can't afford to feed another one here. Listen, but- it's all I can do to feed mine. My fifty-pound bales went up to forty-two dollars. I'm like having a crisis. What the hell? I'm, what are I'm you ha- feeding? O and A from uh, Oregon. I I pay hundred and eighty dollars for a ton. Our tons here are like seven hundred dollars. God, I thought Utah had it bad with our drought. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm only I'm okay. only I'm, I'm only paying like sixty bucks for a round of coastal. Uh, rounds of coastal here are one hundred and fifty dollars. That's insane. That's just that's just highway robbery. I pay I pay eight dollars for a fifty pound bale of uh, alfalfa. Just yeah, if you run about eleven here. I just did the math on all my horses because I had to budget because I think I have to sell one of them, but they are costing me like like thirteen hundred dollars a month to feed three horses. Oh shit. I am nowhere near that. Like I'm feeding two a donkey and two cows. Uh I'm right in like the five hundred bucks a month. Is what it's cost yeah. me to feed them. Yeah. I for, would for, kill for that. Spending two hundred dollars a month on feed. Yeah. Now the cows are just getting like you know like thirteen percent and like you know this it's like a plain white bag that just says thirteen percent because they're cows. Well, yeah, but I mean, I feed my horses as like off season endurance horses. They get a handful of ration balancer. They get a hoof supplement, a joint oh, supplement. No. See, see, my horses are like one horse is on Omeline two hundred, the other is on a special pony and miniature diet. Uh, plus, they get their hay. Uh, Leroy, listen, Leroy does not get grain because if Leroy gets grain, Leroy gets a big roll on his neck, and we had to prevent that. So the only thing Leroy gets is if he wants to feel special, he'll get a handful of like you know, laying hen crumbles or something. I just do. Cupcakes. It's just a treat. Like you just like grab a handful out and go here, Leroy. So you feel special. No, no my horses. Uh, my hay is what cost me the most. I mean, I'm I'm spending probably three hundred dollars a week on hay. Yeah, my hay is the cheapest. Yeah, my, my hay is the cheapest part of my feeding routine. Total feed cost. Like I don't I don't supplement anything else. They get hay and a little bit of alfalfa here and there. Well, there's nothing wrong with a forage diet if the horses like your horses look great. There's a lot of horses that are on forage diets that that do really good. And like like horses like yeah, especially with like, you know, like Jade's horses, they're essentially on a forage diet because they're just getting a little bit of ration balancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're you just know? getting to carry all the junk they need because they've all got problems. Cause I don't keep horses that are easy to sell and trained well and have no health issues because why would i keep them i know just you guys i'm stuck with all the ones i can't sell and that's fine because i love them now but like they they cost me so much money and i live in the most expensive place in the united states it's more expensive to live here than california that's gross 
Yeah, it's super gross. The crazy thing is, though, is if you like go a few miles north, like it's it's like a lot cheaper. Yeah. Living wise, no, I don't. Not horseshit. Horseshit's still high in Florida. I don't understand. Yeah, that. all of it's all of it's expensive here. Like, you can come to South Carolina and like I can hook you up with a farmer that will probably now it's untested, but a farmer that will sell you coastal for like I don't know forty five dollars a bell if you're willing to buy it. Well, I mean, I could cross the border, and if I had a truck and trailer, I would just drive to Georgia because I know people that sell O and A bales that they sell you them for like. Eight fifty, ten dollars a bale, and I can go grab like a whole flatbed full. <laughs> like compared to the forty-two I'm paying now, like it's Sounds crazy. Like trailer. What? Yeah. Well, y- yeah. Easier said than done. I still I have a Kia Soul that was just in the shop all day today because oh. it's that thing will haul. Okay, just throw a hitch on that thing, you'd be good. I'm telling it's you, the. 100- Seventy nine thousand miles on it, and it is a twenty twenty. Holy shit! Breaking it in, that thing will haul. You got seventy two thousand pounds to put on the back of that thing. You'd be good. Now I will tell you, like one of the like coolest underground like sleeper cars of like all time is I had a buddy that had a Kia Soul, and he let me drive that thing, and I was completely amazed by that thing. I was like, holy shit! Like, I never thought the hamster box would ever be this fun to drive. My dad had, like, 280,000 miles and had never had an oil change. And that thing ran, like, a freaking... You had a a Kia Soul? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, it ran, like, it was a perfect car up until he did the first oil change, and then it went to shit. (laughs) Jade, have you ever... uh, Jade with a Y, have you ever had a Kia Soul? No, I have not. I haven't either. My F one fifty's got two hundred nine thousand miles on it. So there's that. My my Ram and six the eco diesel, the fifteen hundred eco diesel. It's a twenty eighteen. Got a hundred and forty five thousand miles on it now. I didn't know there's an eco diesel that made it past a hundred thousand miles. This one's done it. I'll never own another one. But yeah, no, I've heard horror stories about the and I had a I had a Hemi, Ram. And I just sold it, and I regret every damn minute of it. I miss that truck. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever thought anything with the word eco and diesel together was going to work. Hey, I, I'm going to say this. Pulling a two-horse trailer to South Carolina to pick up a couple of my horses, getting an average of 22 miles to the gallon, pulling the horse trailer loaded with yep. horses. Yep. I'll take right. it. My 1999 F-250 with a 7.3 liter diesel gets right at 22 miles a gallon. Bro, my Silverado 2500 only gets like six miles a gallon. When oh, I listen, my, my F-150 with a 5.4, my F-150 is like an 05. It's a nice truck, but it's an 05. Like, I'm, I'm barely keeping this thing band-aided together at this point in time. It's got a 5.4. Just get rid of that. They throw it in the garbage. I know. Listen, you can tell I'm coming by the sound of my cam phasers clacking. But the, uh, you know, but the, the you know, the thing the thing about that truck is, is you're like, ah, you know, it's dual overhead cam. It should be really efficient. Yeah, it's efficient to like 14 miles a gallon. Yeah, yep. diesel, I'm telling you, miles miles per gallon and smiles per gallon diesels where it's at there's a reason like in europe they make they put diesels in cars and you know what ruined diesels in cars here in the u.s osmobile 
when Osmobile put them shitty converted 307s or whatever they were, I don't know what they were. They were like, no, it was a 5.7, but it was the Osmobile 5.7. They converted the diesel and put in cars, and they were turds. They just ruined passenger cars and diesels in the U.S. Like in Europe, they make these little, like, you know, one-and-a-half-liter diesels in cars. They get, like, 40 miles a gallon or some shit. Yeah, we can't, we can't have nice things because of GM. Jeremiah in high school had scored like a what was he? It was like a Volks, a diesel Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah, and that thing was it got awesome mileage and it was a tank. Oh yeah, well they made a they made a Jetta TDI turbo diesel. They made a Rabbit yeah. diesel. Those things were awesome. That's a pretty calico. <laughs> I like the kitty. I like I like kitties. We There's got them. in here. We got to wrap this up. Yeah, we, we, got, we we are going down a rabbit hole. And again, Skyler has like a perfect. I'm firmly convinced that's like I don't know. Like I don't know anybody's <laughs> butt cheeks that make a perfect round circle in a leather chair, but apparently Skyler BBs does. I've got one beer left in my cooler. I have got uh, on a 19 left. I had 11 when we started this. <laughs> I noticed when you got up earlier, I saw that little sidestep you did before you went out the door. <laughs> I was like, my man, my man's feeling it. Oh god. There he is. Skylar, we're gonna wrap it up, buddy. Drive. I'm good. Uh, gotta put the kiddo to sleep and I've gotta get up at three o'clock to get to work because I have a two hour drive to work every morning. You do that. It's eleven, it's eleven ten here. And I don't know. I might I might actually drink beer and pop on TikTok live and make an ass of myself. We'll see. I mean, I'll take a no, shower. So if you're on TikTok live, I'll probably join you. Listen, I am it, it would not be you if you didn't take a shower and then pop on live. That that's what happened because I I'm gone 16 hours a day. I get home and everyone's on live. Like I need a shower before I can like function. Otherwise, I won't shower. I think I, Su I think Susan is still on, so I'm just gonna bomb her live. All right. I want to do a live. I've been trying to get enough live. TikTok followers to do a live for like four months, and I've stalled out at 800. Well, I tell everyone well, so your TikToks so yeah. I can follow. Plug your TikTok. Uh, I don't even remember what the hell it is. Now There's I gotta look it up. It's H and J Heritage Horses is what I've got it listed at now. All about my little Marsh Tacky horses. My friend just drove up South Carolina and got a Marsh Tacky a couple months ago because some guy passed away and they were like thinning out their herd and. That that thing is the coolest little horse. She had a cross, a cracker marsh tacky cross that had to be put down earlier last year. And she had it for like four days and it was like broke to ride. And I'm like, this is the coolest little horse. They're, they're awesome. You know, we started, I, I grew up on a farm. We raised and bred Rocky Mountain horses. Oh. Um, I sold my last one in 09. I wouldn't own horses today if it wasn't for my daughter. Mm -hmm. you know, she wanted to, so we we started but we got back we i got back into to the horses with with marsh tackies now we've got five and they are the back into them with mustangs what's that i got back into horses with mustangs 
I start, we started with those, but like I said, that little Nevada Mustang, she topped out at 13.3, and she was just too small for me to be able to do anything with. And then I, I had one from uh, um, uh, Wyoming, one of the Wyoming HMAs, and she oh. just she just didn't cut it for me. Um, My first Mustang was from Wyoming. She was a beautiful horse. She just, you know, she just didn't have what, what I was looking for. And she was still too young of a horse for my, my daughter to be able to ride, you know, mm -hmm. too green. My daughter's nine. So, mm -hmm. you know, I saw a four-year-old Mustang out of, out of Nevada. What's that? My son rides his four-year-old Mustang out of Nevada, but yeah, yeah she's only, she's only about 13 hands. She was she, beautiful little horse, little little red horse, little sorrel horse. She was pretty as a picture. Did I get your horse? <laughs> I don't know. She was a what was the White River? Oh, see, mine's from the Yucca Valley, but yeah, she's solid, solid orange, um, all the way through. I got her at about a year and a half old, though. She's she's getting ready before. I'm I'm gonna try it again. Um, we're, we're looking at moving to some more acreage this next year in South Carolina space. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and when we do, if I can find one and figure out how to get it to this side of the country, I, I'd like to try, a, like I said, one of the a I, stinking water or one of the drafty, you know, we I, ought to, you know, you know, I what we ought to do coast. I'd, I'd be willing to meet you like halfway if you ever did that. We could just meet at Ryan's. Yeah, shit. Okay, that's well, all. I, so I know the storefront in Florida, which is the main uh, drop-off point for a lot of internet auctions to the East Coast. Um, and I know a lot of haulers that regularly go up and down the East Coast like twice a month. So like... Oh, awesome. So you find find one and I, I can find you haulers or I can keep an eye out for what you're looking for. Because like I, people send me Mustangs all day, every day. Like well, that's and, uh, Liberty, Kentucky is another drop off point for yes. uh, online auction. Yeah. And I think that that one just happened. Mm -hmm. If I remember, of course, we don't have room for one up here presently. Yeah. The Florida storefront is always open and always accepting drop-offs. And we have haulers that come to and from the store, Florida storefront up and down the East Coast like two or three times a month. So, like, there's constantly stuff moving. Okay. That's good to know. Well, guys, it was an absolute pleasure. Even though we got way sidetracked, but it wouldn't be way behind. It would not be behind the horse's eyes if we didn't. So, we had, uh, you know... Uh, behind you know marty rayburn's bass player's eyes uh and then we went to uh behind the dog's eyes <laughs> behind the, i don't want to know what's going on behind that dog's eyes behind the libertarian's eyes uh you know i mean we've we've been behind everything's eyes tonight behind skylar's man spreading eyes um you've got frodo feet <laughs> oh Bro, I'm not Sasquatch. There is a reason I don't go running in the woods naked. Somebody think you're Sasquatch. You get shot, bro. Bird laughed at you. I'm done with that chapter of my life. I don't <laughs> want to 
shot. Either you get mounted by a bear or someone's going to shoot you and mistake you for Sasquatch. Okay, the first one's would be an interesting story. Listen, the I'm se- all, listen, that's why I'm looking that's why, that's why I'm looking for a Wendigo. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. I'm going to take a shower. You go take a shower. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Behind the Horses bullshit at this point. <laughs> um uh I want to thank our sponsors. If we even have sponsors anymore. Uh Herd of Zebras, you can check them out at Herd of Zebras and use my code J Ryan Chastain. Uh new folks coming on board, Wild Icon, uh, a Western brand, fully inclusive. No matter what way of life you walk, you've got a place in Western lifestyle. That is Wild Icon. You can use my code J Ryan there and get 10% off as well. Uh Audible, same thing. J Ryan, man, just Anywhere you go on the internet, just type in J Ryan. There's probably a chance you're going to get at least something off, right? Uh, you know, uh, Spotify for creators, the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, also, the best platform to listen to this show on if you want to get the full effect. Let's do it on Spotify, Audible. Um, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash J Ryan today and get a free audio book on me. Find something on horses or. Find something that's not on horses. I don't know. Atlas Shrugged, since we're listening to a lot of libertarian stuff these days. Hell, I don't know. Whatever you're into, uh, you're going to get that book free. And if you decide not to keep up your uh, subscription, guess what? You still get to keep that book on me. So audibletrial.com forward slash J Ryan. Guys, any closing thoughts? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got really business like there for a second. It kind of threw everybody for a loop. Oh no, you're good. I was gonna. I say... gotta pay the. I gotta pay the bills. Damn it, Brian, no. professional. <laughs> Follow me at the Mustang Garden on Facebook or not Facebook TikTok. God damn it! And <laughs> I also, if you are looking for any incredible biothane or leather tack, two horse tack, I have a code Mustang Ten. Get money off by tack. It's awesome. I didn't say shameless plug. Okay, shameless. you can you can make a shameless plug. It's okay. You get a pass. Thanks. Oh, it's because you're cute, Skyler. Yeah. You get a pass too because you're cute. Oh, Jade, you get a pass because you're Marty Rayburn's bass player. I don't have any sponsors, so we don't have to worry about that. Just call out Tobacco. Maybe they'll finally send me something. Dude, I don't know why they haven't sent you anything. I think because I asked them for two hoodies, and they are like, nah, he's not worth that much. I don't know. I got like five or six shirts and two hats. They don't like me, apparently, because they're like, yeah, I'll send you something, and then all of a sudden, they're like, I didn't hear anything back. Maybe, no, I was too, maybe I was too demanding. I don't know. Tobacco salary, I'm so sorry if I was too demanding. I didn't mean it. has a dick on her face. <laughs> wow. The cat was like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm leaving that in this episode. I am. I'm not gonna have sponsors. After this. If you if you guys see me in a refrigerator box under an unpass under uh, under an underpass somewhere, just mind your business. I'll Jade, po- I'll, I'll poke you with a stick. That's right. Won't you get a job, hobo? Uh, Jade. Have you got anybody you want to plug? Anything you want to say? Any closer remarks? 
it, it's hard to follow the dick faced uh, cat, but uh, yeah, the dick kitty no. just ruins it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, H uh, and J Heritage Horses on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook should have some uh, holes hitting the ground next year. That's right. Anybody the finest, to, uh, the finest plug, the finest plugs east of the Mississippi <laughs> for a fine marsh tacky foal. So. I, don't you have uh don't you have some babies out of bird no no oh, okay. it's coming it's coming i've got uh reina has a date scheduled in september with bird if y'all don't so. if, if y'all don't know who bird is bird is one of the leading sires in marsh tackies right now and he's owned by a good friend of ours uh shannon skylar what yeah. were you gonna say i was gonna say something yeah, you were saying something. We were talking about Marsh Tackies, and you're like, buh, 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 buh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just saying I might have to look into it. You, I think a Marsh Tacky would serve you well. We, we don't see those in Utah. No, you don't. You don't see them anywhere out of – I have the largest herd in Kentucky because I have the only herd in Kentucky. I'm about to have the only one in Utah. All right, <laughs> do it, do it. Bougie up in. <laughs> uh, it'll be registered through the uh, Livestock Conservancy, which is even cooler because that means it's an endangered breed. Let's do. It. Let's do it. Let's get you a marsh tacky. Well, me, me and Jade will deliver it. Road trip with a marsh tacky. I don't. I don't okay. Know. The, love the idea of having to break another horse i'm getting too old for it but i will do it for a marsh tag they are they are such cool little kind gentle little horses like it's not even funny i'll break so what, what we'll do is jade will drive up and then me and jade will go wherever the other jade is and then we'll drive to utah I'm all about it. And then I'll take you guys out and we'll go ride the mountains and, and you guys can see what beauty really is. I want to see as a long as, I want to see not, as long as it's in the daylight. In the daylight, yeah. I want to see a buffalo. Oh, I can do that 10 minutes from my house. I got you. I got you. I got you, boo. You, you got to finish it off with the boo. I got you. You want to see a buffalo? I'll get you up close and personal, okay? No, I don't want to do that. I see what happens in Yellowstone. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll be able to run fast because you're on a horse. Hey, dick face. He's not impressed with me. That cat is just pissed at life. On Prozac, she's just a little high. Oh, uh, I mean, I take Prozac, and I don't have those side effects. It affects cats weirdly. Yeah, it affects me weirdly too. Just ask lady friends. I gotta edit that out now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm I'm leaving. We said our goodbyes. I need to fucking shower. Yeah. Sayonara. Jade's going Jade's going to get naked. Other Jade is drinking moonshine like it's going out of style. Skylar's standing there like he's holding his pecker in his hand. Good night. Good night, y'all. Peace out. All right.